I mean, if you think about it, delivery is literally like very customer centric. It's someone bringing something to another person. If, you, if you're in this business, if you're not caring about the people, then I don't know what you're doing. What is good, everybody? This is your host, Michael Zakan, the founder and CEO of Our Future. We are the go-to business podcast and media brand for Gen Z, delivering the best business interview content in the world for young people. And today I have a crazy story for you and I'm sitting down with Rob Dong. Rob is the chief marketing officer at Duffel, which is the world's most convenient delivery service. Super hyped for you guys to hear this interview. It's pretty crazy. Please enjoy. We did the exact opposite. I went from California to Michigan. You went from Michigan to California. So I think that swap is kind of funny, but were you always like an entrepreneurial guy? Were you interested in business? Was that your MO amongst other kids? not really like at all um in high school i mean okay in college definitely but in high school i really had no interest or just like knowledge whatsoever about entrepreneurship i like heard of like here and there but it sounded cool but i never really saw myself like doing it at all and i came into college either wanting to do film or marketing i was a bit of a creative guy um wanted to make content but yeah, it just I like heard about Duffel at the time, my or like early freshman year, and I guess the idea of like starting something new, and like yourself being in charge, was just it was just very enticing, which brought me in. Sure. Yeah. That's that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. And you mentioned marketing, so you're interested in film and stuff, and you hold the title aligned with that. You're chief marketing officer at Duffel, yes, which is an unbelievable business, man. So. All right. Yeah. So Duffel is pretty much um, an on-demand delivery service and it gets you, delivers you anything from snacks and drinks, um, household items to your door in under 10 minutes. Puff bars? A lot of puff bars. A lot of lot puff of, bars. Lot of People nicotine. need their puff bars. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> That's honestly how we started, nicotine, because what else do, do you want delivered so fast, you know? <laughs> um, nicotine, uh, smoke products, household items. Um, and yeah, we just, we store all of the, we store all the items in our warehouse or our like headquarters and just deliver on electric scooters, employ students. And that's how we get such fast delivery times. And David, who's the CEO is the, is the original one who came up with this idea. And pretty much he really liked ordering, using delivery services like Postmates and Uber Eats, but the dorm he lived at was kind of in, inside from the road. So to come yeah. out, to come out and meet his Uber driver. It's such a problem on it's such a problem on college campuses, dude. Because it's like they're so they're sprawling, and you can't get like direct. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so hard to tell people where to go or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. He would have to walk out like at least five minutes, and it just drove him crazy. And then his freshman year, he's one year older than me. His freshman year, he got a boosted board, um, and he just noticed how much faster he got around campus than everyone else. It was like the perfect speed to get around campus. And then, so then, mid freshman year for him. Bird drops off these scooters at UCLA and he kind of puts two and two together and he's like, why don't we use these things to deliver items to students to their door? <laughs> so it's like, genius. It's, it's so simple, but it's genius, right? Um, yeah. So like freshman year, I lived uh, on a dorm and one of my buddies, Spencer, uh, we, we lived together uh, freshman year and he doesn't, he didn't, neither of us knew who David was. And one time Spencer was just sitting alone in a cafeteria eating food and David walks up to him as a complete stranger and just like, hey, I have an idea for a business. Can I tell you about it? 
And Spencer was Complete like, stranger. Complete stranger. Oh, so he was trying to do consumer feedback. Yeah, he was just trying to get people's yeah. ideas on this, this new idea he had. Um, and Spencer's like, yeah, tell me about it. David gives him some kind of pitch. And Spencer's like, you know, this is actually a pretty good idea. Like, I, like, uh, I want to see what happens with it. So they go to a meeting together. Um, and then this is like one week later, Spencer's in my lounge, not even talking to me, talking to some other guy who's a coder because they needed like people to help build the website. And I'm kind of just sitting off to the side and I overhear them talking about this like new delivery thing. It sounds kind of new. It sounds kind of interesting. So I'm like, like looking at it. I'm like, yo, this like, uh, this actually sounds like a really cool idea. Like, what are you doing? Like, I kind of want to help out what's going on. So he takes me to the next meeting. Um, and this was so early on. We're still like de- deciding on like brand names on like what items to sell. We're like, oh my God, we got to get like your Mate. This is the best product ever to sell. Um, but pretty much since then, that first meeting, I just, I saw it as a pretty cool opportunity to do something new and continued with it. And the rest is history. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. When someone has a good idea, you know, it's, it's good to be vocal about it. I think one lesson I've learned in a lot of these interviews is don't be afraid to share your business idea because you can... You can learn so much and get so much more if you're vocal about it. You can get team members, you can get people to find out about you and help you. And uh, it's a good lesson for your entrepreneurs, really not to hold things too close to their chest, but to be vocal so they can recruit people like yourself. And now look at you, you're a co-founder of this business. So, you know, um, you guys have a flat delivery fee. So you're a bunch of college kids riding around delivering these goods to other college kids on college campuses on these scooters, you guys have a flat delivery fee or so there's no variation as to if it's a high demand period, there's a higher delivery fee. There's none of that. No, right now it's just a flat 195 delivery fee. We've, we've played around with variable uh, delivery fees, like based on distance. Um, surge pricing is an idea, but right now it just, it makes the most sense customer wise and on our side, flat 195. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are fully. You guys are a fully gig economy company. None of these people have any employment status. They're gig economy workers. Uh, no, they're actually they are they are fully employed as a part time. No way. Job. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that's actually an interesting question because a lot of people think it's like you know you're just scooting around to pick it up on your own time, but the way it works is because we get such a high order density, you kind of need people scheduled out in shifts where they are reported to the store and stay there and just do orders for three hours straight. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause yeah. you're on a college campus. It's Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. You have the highest density of orders, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it also makes it kind of tough for scheduling because we employ students and that's kind of our like benefit is like the students delivering to students, you know, we're all friends, but then no friends really want to work Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So that's always a challenge. We're always trying to work around, you know. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's hard to recruit college kids as talent in any situation. They're flaky. They're busy. Yeah, and exactly. they want to do a bunch of stuff. Um, it's just the nature of, of having college kids as part of your business. Um, so, how much can a duffel? You call them uh, speeders. Racer. What do you call them? Racer. Racers. Yeah. Speed racers. Okay, I was, I was something like that. How much can they make on a given night? We've seen as much as up to fifty dollars an hour, honestly. Really? Um, yeah. They but basically, if it's two dollar delivery, it's two dollar delivery fee. Does that mean you're doing twenty five orders in an hour? Um. Yeah. So pretty much, 
on average, someone will, will you'll, you'll do about, if you do like 20, 20 orders an hour is kind of the upper, the upper end. Like that's like pretty busy if you're doing it. Um, but yeah, because you're paid per order also as a racer. So if it's like a t- normal shift, you'll make around like $30, 20 to $30 an hour. Cause you also get tipped out. Um, but on busy shifts, oh, you get tipped. Yeah. You get tipped out also. Um, and then tips lately have been going up. So I, I don't know why, but it's kind of nice. Um, and like, yeah, it is a very nice paying job. Like sometimes like sure. even, even the co-founders are thinking about it, just be like, wow, like we pay very nicely. <laughs> it's also fun. Like I, I, I read on your website, you get to meet other people doing it. Like, yeah, it's dope. And mm-hmm. you're not driving, you know, you're not having someone come bring that in with a car, which is polluting the environment. So it all like, it makes, it's a compelling pitch dude, to, to like make money as a college kid doing it. Um, That's what we pride ourselves have, on, honestly, the community that we're building. Cause yeah. it's so focused on the people. Cause like each racer, like if you think of a driver, it's just like a driver in a car and you don't really interact with them at all. Racers, you kind of see them, even if you're just walking, you just see them like zipping by, um, like you yell up at them, they'll yell back at you. Like they're literally like bring it to your door. Like it's an inter- interaction as a whole. Um, yeah. I think that's why it's worked so far. <laughs> Yeah, so duffel, duffel. You came up with the name. What is it? Kind of based off a duffel bag, being someone who's running around with a duffel bag full of stuff. That yeah, that is how it started. You can sell anything out of a duffel bag. Right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully not drugs, but yeah, but yeah. Um, Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, dude, trapping out some some kind of a you know, <laughs> network network of, of riders. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, and orange. You guys picked orange as the color. Every rider has a bright orange shirt. Mm-hmm. probably good for visibility at night and yeah. also brand recognition was there any other colors you guys thought of using i mean it started out as orange just because david's favorite color is orange it's literally yeah. as, as simple as that okay um and then i don't know it kind of just worked out perfectly because then once we started getting orange merch uh, and we like even we didn't even used to require people to wear that merch while they would deliver but then once we did we realized how smart it was because it's also a very bright color and you just notice it, notice like racers from a mile away. You see orange on a scooter and you're like, oh, they're delivering. How yeah. many college campuses are you guys on right now? You started at UCLA and then you mm-hmm. moved to like USC. Like where are you guys right now? So, yeah, we started UCLA pretty much two years ago. Like officially Duffel has like Duffel in itself, maybe like a year and a half at UCLA. Um, USC has been operating since the beginning of this year, January. Um, and they are growing pretty nicely. That's and then it. we are currently in the works for UCSB, hoping to open there no by mid-April. Yeah. Dude, that's sick. Third campus, UCSB. They have scooters everywhere, all over there. Yeah. So I, I suppose you have to research, right? You have to see kind of would this work at this campus and you gotta find someone to run the fleet over there. You gotta find like an admiral. Um, yeah. what percentage, what percentage do you guys take on that 195 delivery fee? And then do, do you charge more for the product? So you, do you charge the same rate that a Seven Eleven would charge? So you get, make a little bit there and then you add on the delivery fee, correct? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not like a direct percentage from the delivery fee. It's the delivery fee of one being 195 is mostly correlates to how much we pay racers because we pay racers, um, 150 per delivery so the the idea of delivery fee is that it covers for labor costs almost um but yeah we get our products wholesale and we each product is marked up differently 
but generally um the goal is to get it about a 50 40 to 50% markup so that's where most of our margins come from right um, so at the end of the day after labor um rent and cost of goods sold um our total net profit margins comes to about 20 to 30%. That's solid. That's solid. That's the yeah. hardest part for any gig economy, you know, I'm not saying gig economy, you're not gig economy, but food delivery business, the margins are really tough. So do you go and get these things from uh Costco? We used to. We used to go on these deliver uh these restock runs. You'd like drive a car, go to Walmart and Costco, load the car up to literally the only available space is the driver's seat. Which is like snacks overflowing the entire car. Um, that's how we used to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but now these days we actually have started to automate it, and uh, we order from wholesalers who deliver to us. So basically, no yeah, we have a supply guy, Batu. He's our basically operations guy, does the entire supply chain, and his job is just like picking, finding new products, getting customer recommendations of products, and just ordering it all throughout the week. So then every weekday we have new shipments that come in throughout the day. And that's where the managers at the store are responsible for restocking things. How many orders are you getting per week week across these three campuses? Roughly. Per Two week? campuses as of now. Yeah. Um, okay. Per week, I actually don't know off the top of my head, but I know per day we're getting around 500 to 600 orders total between the two campuses. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. You just wouldn't think there's space to compete in this market, but there is. What what would happen if cuz like Michigan like got rid of the scooters on its campus or like they went with another provider or mm -hmm. there's what if there's regulations against scooters like would you guys just try and buy your own fleet you think once you get to that point if that ever happened it's like a, a plan B. Um well I mean we actually we do buy our own scooters at Duffel. Um did I Oh, did you're not that? using you're not using no. birds or lives? No, no way. Not, not at all. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, you can see these are all scooters right here. These are, these, this, is, this is about like 10 scooters. Oh, shit. Yeah. If your own scooters, yes. who do you buy them from? Um, Segway. So they're called the Segway Ninebot Max. Very solid scooters. Um, and that's also one of the fun perks of the job is we've, like, what we've realized is pretty much now when a racer gets hired, we give them a scooter for them to keep. They can use it whenever they want. They use it on their job. It's their scooter to keep. Duffel pays for just a half of it. That's so sick. You guys probably have a great culture. You guys have a great corporate kind of um, environment. Just like a bunch of kids starting this. Like it's all college for college. I love that. Like that's what this podcast is like for by young people for young people. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a great vibe to have as a business. So you guys are looking to expand UCSB and you guys raised 1.3 million through Y Combinator. Is that correct? Um, yes, we raised about 1 million through YCOM and then we had a couple other angels, uh, hop on board in the months following that, um, wow. totally around 1.3 million. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So is the business profitable? Um, yes, definitely is. Um, but we're still in the phase where we're trying to grow very fast. Um, because especially in the past month, we've seen so many similar startups pop up around other campuses. Um, like, really? Yeah, like UCSB actually had one that just started about a month ago called Snag. And they, they um, it seems almost exactly like us, like delivering on scooters. Um, and then like there's, there's one in Austin that 
was almost like a complete copy of us from the website also like complete copy and basically that's making us aware that we have to move fast if we want to grow grow faster than anyone else that means a lot of upfront investments a lot of hiring more people onto the team um so the business itself like if you say it was just running by itself it would be a very nicely profitable store but at the rate we're trying to expand we are definitely we definitely need to continue to find outside funding so Dave is actually right now fundraising for our series A round. Wow, that's super exciting, dude. And yeah, competitors, there's a sense of urgency. It's probably a good thing that you guys are seeing competitors because the model's working, there's money to be made and you guys were first to market, so you really have to be aggressive. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, insane, insane, you know, raising that much money as college kids. Yeah, yeah dude, I, I interviewed, recently interviewed the co-founder of Grubhub. And he thinks that these companies like DoorDash and Postmates are ripe for disruption because he thinks that if you actually invest in the people as opposed to making them contractors, you invest in the people, whoever does that is going to build the best delivery business of the next generation because Mm -hmm. the the customer service is going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, delivery is literally like in, in the most like simple forms of delivery, it is very customer centric. It's someone help bringing something to another person is like, like in my, in my opinion, that's one of the most um, like human, human service interactions you can get. So if, if, if you're in this business, if you're not caring about the people, then I don't know what you're doing. It's like, it's all about the people at this point. Good shit, dude. I love your, I love your focus on people. So what would you say is your big piece of advice for a student who wants to get involved in entrepreneurial endeavors in college? Um, as cliche as it sounds, this is what David has always told me. And it's just literally just do it. It's when you're told that it doesn't really mean much. Cause it's like, okay, I'll just do it. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, just go. But from what I've seen and what, I, what has worked for me and what has, I've told other people who've wanted to get more involved with entrepreneurship or starting their own thing is you have this idea. The hardest step is going from idea to from zero to one. And the only way you can do that is just to set your mind to it and tell yourself, okay, I just have to do it. There's no other way it's going to get done. It's waiting on me. Like, uh, no one no one else is going to help me if I have this idea and like, I don't tell anyone about it. So the best thing you can do is just go for it and see what happens. If it fails, then you learn. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Rob Dong, Chief Marketing Officer at Duffel, the world's fastest and cheapest delivery service. It is an insane model. It is just genius using the scooters. I totally get it. We need to see it on Michigan's campus now that I'm back. If you could please leave our future review on Apple Podcasts, it takes less than 60 seconds, really helps the show grow. It's the number one driver of downloads. So please help me get to 100. We're at you know, 65, 70 right now. Please help me get to 100. Thank you so much for listening and be with you again soon. Peace out.